This is the Six Man Show, an Orlando Magic podcast, with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic basketball. By fans, for fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. It is August 3rd, 2020. You're back with Jonathan and Luke Sylvia. Luke, how are you doing, man? I've been I've been better. Uh, I've answered this question from you a lot of times over the course of like our quarantining times and waiting on basketball to get back. But I think this is legitimately like the probably the worst mood I've been in since quarantine started right. just because of of what this all means. Um, and obviously, you guys know if you're listening, you've probably read the title of the episode, whatever it might be. Um, it's not a great night for magic fans, a night where, um, you know, we, the magic just jumped on top of Sacramento early. Um, and then to get to the point where, you know, uh, we're having to talk about JI's injury, all of a sudden he goes down and, um, kind of just changes the trajectory of, of the night, the rest of the season, um, next season probably. And just the trajectory of, of the franchise, um, and to, you know that might sound dramatic, and Jonathan and I have talked back and forth about it off the air, but um, no, it really does feel like this could this this night could define a lot of things for the Magic organization over the next few years. Yeah, a hundred percent. As I sit here and and slam my non-alcoholic Heineken, as I have <laughs> non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, I'm not allowed to have alcohol, but this is the closest I can get to it right now, and I'm like I really just like. I'm just I'm just gutted, man. I tweeted that out from from the podcast. Anybody that doesn't know what we're talking about, the Magic are up, you know, like 30 points in the what was it, the third or fourth quarter early. I, I my mind is just it's just a blur right now. But Jonathan Isaac drives down the lane, hop steps around a defender as he plants his legs, his left knee just compl- it just buckles and he just falls to the the ground in pain, just like excruciating pain holding on to that left knee and you just see all the players on the floor on the bench just like Wes Awundu, Aaron Gordon like just basically in tears as Jonathan Isaac is in tears and you know was was basically wheeled off from the floor in a wheelchair um he's going to have you know the initial testing at the bubble um Mark Spears is reporting that the magic fear that Jonathan Isaac has torn his ACL uh, Woj is just tweeting out and confirming that um, Jonathan Isaac will be able to have the MRI. Um, he's on his way to have the MRI right now, so we're really just waiting to hear back. Um, you know, as far as what's going on with Jonathan Isaac, we're all fearing the worst. Um, the Orlando Magic community, in its entirety, is just just gutted right now. I don't I don't know any other way to to explain it, Luke. Yeah. Um like I kind of iterated already, but I mean, it, it changes a lot for this, for this team this year and for this organization as a whole, I think. Um, hopefully it's not as bad. I mean, we, I said this when we were uh, live streaming earlier, but um, my hope is that he was shocked by the injury um, and, and that it is not as bad as it, as it might've looked. Um, now with that being said, a lot of those guys with non-contact injuries like J.I. had tonight, when you know, you know, and J.I. seemed to know. 
Um, and, and that is not something you want to see as, as, as a magic fan, as an NBA fan. And then the other, the other thing is, you know, you, you've got people saying, oh, well, he shouldn't have been playing, um, you know, Cliff shouldn't have put him in, but guys, I mean, he had only played 15 minutes. It's not like he was driving him into the ground playing him 25 tonight. Like he had played 15 minutes and, um, you know, as a result, you you know he he has that freak accident, but the honest truth is his body his knee couldn't handle that move, um, and who knows if it when it happens it might have just been in due time it, it might have been a freak thing but with it already being injured and it's what he's recovering from he's wearing that big bulky brace man there's really no way around it like it it sucks and and our our prayers go out to to Jonathan Isaac because you know that that. Um, you know, video they gave us the from the camera shot of him being wheeled back to the locker room um, with with tears in his eyes, wiping those tears away. I mean, that there's nothing worse than that moment um, as a Magic fan and as a, a Jonathan Isaac fan and as Jonathan Isaac himself. I'm sure he will say that um, that, that that's probably gonna this is gonna be one of the most the, the toughest time, times of his life. I mean, he 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 faces you know. Um, he catches some some crap the other night for for you know standing during the during during the anthem. Um, he's already coming back off that injury. I mean, luckily, I I would think that that Ji is in a good place in terms of of mentally um, because if I feared that he wasn't, I mean, this is this is very dark um, for him and and unfortunately, um, he's gonna have to bounce back from this just like he did the first injury. But we all know Ji, we know his makeup, we know how he is as a person and who he is as a man, um, and you know he'll he'll continue to bust his butt. And I mean, that's what Aaron Gordon also alluded to in that post game interview. Jonathan was. You know he's he's gonna work. He's gonna get back just like he did before. Um, it's just a matter of of when. And I think you know, you and I, we, we you know we said a few minutes ago off air that this is not the episode that we plan on having tonight, right? Like midway through the third quarter, you know we're just you and I are are talking about you know what what our favorite like condiments are to <laughs> use on sandwiches because the, the game was just over. And we're we're on our way to just you know talk about how, you know the Magic have just had this offensive explosion over the last six regular season games, and just like all right, so what's it going to look like against the Pacers? Are we really going to be able to match up with Toronto and Boston and, and different things like that? And then, you know, like Jonathan wasn't having the best offensive night, and you know you and I are, are watching the game on a on a stream delay thanks to Hulu. And we get a we get a comment in the the chat here that it was like like Ji and it was like a weird emoji and like I thought they were referencing to him just not having a good offensive night but then literally I turned my head back to the screen and yeah. Jonathan Isaac just you know goes down in a heap you right. know and 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 we we did plan on talking about um, you know Jonathan's you know stance from the other night you know mm-hmm. the 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 stand that the literal stand that that he took. Um, and everything like that. And I think at some point we, we will circle back around to that, but you know, my emotions, my, my mind, my heart have just instantly just been shifted towards this terrible situation where this kid who, like you said, has worked so hard to get back, um, was, was really, you know, officially getting on a lot of people's radars, you know, especially with 
the first scrimmage, you know, against the Nuggets. And then, you know, the other night, the way that he played, you know, the efficiency that he had against the Nets. Um, didn't have his best night, you know, tonight, but there were still, you know, flashes of him doing some, you know, really great things. And now, you know, like you mentioned, we're talking more than likely without J.I. the rest of the way this season. If it's really an ACL, you know, probably all of next season. And then this At least could, majority, but yeah. Yeah. And then, well, I was just kind of like if, if we turn around and start the like the next season in December, he probably misses the entire season. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and now we're talking about, you know, this potentially alter, altering the trajectory of this franchise. You know, just the the last few weeks, you and I have been talking about what are like the paths to the, to the Magic becoming like true contenders in the East over the next five to ten years. We we kind of got that spiel from Hennigan, right? Hennigan wanted to put together a sustained, successful like winner, and yeah. then you know with moves like trading Tobias Harris, trading Victor Oladipo, we realized that that wasn't really the the goal of Hennigan or at least the franchise, right? But with Weltman and, and John Hammond, it really seems like that's the goal. But we're talking about like, oh, well, you know, if Jonathan is going to be this, you know, elite defender, if he can become like a 16 to, you know, 20 point scorer a night, that would be amazing. And then, you know, if Fultz is really good, you know, that's going to be great. If he becomes a shooter, that's going to take us to the next level. Then if, you know, Aaron can figure it out or if Mo can figure it out, and then you add Okiki into that mix. Like we're talking about a you know a core, like a young core, that like we really could become contenders in the East for the next you know five to ten years, right? And now if this is like you know just God, literally God, please forbid, <laughs> if this is some kind of career altering injury for Jonathan Isaac, or I hate to say it, but if if he is going to be an injury prone guy, yeah. um. That just completely alters the the potential and the outlook for this team um, for the foreseeable future. So much of it, you know, is riding on you know the the shoulders of of Jonathan Isaac, and I, I'm I mean I'm I'm just heartbroken for the kid, but I'm also like there's a, a small part of me that's just like, man, what does this mean for the the long term future of the team? Yeah, I mean, you, you talked about it. You've got questions about guys like Mo Bamba, Markel Fultz, Tumo Kiki, who hasn't even played a minute in a Magic uniform yet. You've got, you know, expectations for these guys. You've got especially had expectations for Jonathan Isaac. Um, we've talked about it many he was times. The guy that you had like the least amount of questions about. Yeah, I mean, because he's already got the defensive grit. He's got the length. He's got everything. Um, he had been showing some great offensive promise. Um, so to to see. The the ups and downs of J.I.'s career since January is unreal. Like, you, you think of how much has happened since January 1st when he went down with that injury. I mean, he gets injured. Um, we, we don't know. We, we're pretty positive he's out for the rest of the year. He is out for the rest of the year. Um, you know, coronavirus happens. There's hope again that that J.I., that, you know, the silver lining for everyone who's a Magic fan during the COVID times, the the silver lining is now J.I. is going to have time to heal, right? Then you have that optimism with J.I. going into the bubble with the team. We know that he's there for a reason. He's not there just to fill a roster spot. He's there because they think that he will be back in time to play. Unbeknownst to us, 
that would happen in the final scrimmage of um, the bubble, and he would be playing limited minutes, uh, 16 minutes in that first game, official game back against the Nets. I mean, you talk about a roller coaster of emotions for, for the Magic fan base, but most importantly for Jonathan Isaac. I cannot imagine what was going through his head tonight uh, when he hit the floor and realized, I heard something, I felt something, I can't get up under my own power, and then he needs a wheelchair to get off. So there is just so much that has gone into this story of J.I. already, um, and it, it's it's hard to be optimistic about it. Um, but, you know, J.I. being a, an injury-prone guy, um, you know, you saying that and saying, like, you hated to say that if he is that guy, you know, but my I'm still that is the one part where I'm going to stay optimistic because, you know, he, he may have just re injured what he already had. Who knows? Um, and, you know, on that same knee. Um, so I don't think that counts as necessarily being injury prone. He just wasn't probably healed to the extent. It'd be different if he did it to the other knee or if he right. had some type of other injury. Um, so I, I don't think I'm counting him out yet. I know you aren't either no. um, in terms of his, his injuries. I don't think that injuries are going to riddle his career. It's just going to be a matter of, okay, now we know what his body can handle when it comes to this type of injury. Do Now we know we hold him out as long as possible, start him on a 15, 20-minute restriction, maybe – near the end of the regular season, which is what we thought was going to happen anyway. Um, and, you know, this this probably isn't the organization's fault I, in terms of, like, playing him too soon. Um, I, I do think it was just kind of a, you know, he made one move. He's a big dude. He's coming off that injury. He's wearing that big brace. I mean, it, who knows what 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 ends up happening with Jonathan Isaac. But, um, you know, this podcast is going to feel like this episode is going to feel like a lot of us saying the same stuff, but, um, you know, we're, we're processing it just like you guys are. <laughs> we saw it at yeah. the same time you guys did. Literally like it happened and it, it was like, all of a sudden I, I told Luke, I was like, dude, I don't even want to watch this game right now. I don't want to watch basketball. I yeah. can't, I can't think about anything else. I can't talk about anything else. And, and that's really the, the same feeling that I have now. Uh, oh. uh, we're getting messages that it's confirmed to be a, a torn ACL. Um, I have not seen that come across uh, anything yet. Uh, Luke seventy seven twi- in the Twitch chat is um, saying that it's been confirmed to be a, a torn ACL. Luke, if you could please let us know uh, where you're getting that information from. Um, I think I'm gonna go Mark ahead and Spears. say that he's seeing um, Let's see just people I'm speculation. Right I I searched it on. On, on Twitter, at least, looks like it's just people putting out articles saying the Magic are reporting that they're concerned. Yeah, it's a torn Luke, um, thank you for giving me a heart attack, Luke 77. <laughs> but um, looking at Mark Spears' Twitter right now, the only thing that I can find is that the Magic have have fears that Jonathan Isaac has a torn ACL. And it's just kind of articles that people are putting out, Sportsnet put out that, you know, the article saying that the Magic were, they put out, you know, Mark, Mark Spears' article or report. So, um, anyways, yeah. back to what I was saying before that, and, and Luke, I'm not, I'm not trying to call you out or anything, man, but I'm just waiting to hear like it from Woj or, you know, like one of the guys, it, it very could well be a, an ACL. That's what it looks like. And that's obviously if the magic are fearing that they're doing an MRI to confirm that, you know what I mean? Um, they have like tests they can do right there in the locker room to tell whether or not you've torn your ACL, you know what I mean? But, um, 
yeah, it was just, it was all that we could think about, you know, in the moment, it's still, you know, all I can, can think about. Um, people are, are saying that, you know, it seems similar to like the KD situation from last season. Luke, you and I talked about that on the live stream where I remember very specifically the beginning of that broadcast of that game last year where KD tore his Achilles. The, the broadcast team was talking about the fact that Steve Kerr had mentioned that they were told that KD was like not at risk to tear his Achilles or anything like that. And then literally 45 minutes later, KD yep. tears his Achilles, right? So, right. And what I what I said to you, kind of off air, was, um, you know, they didn't tell us really what was going on the first time with Jonathan. He got her. It was it was graded as like a like a like a pretty severe knee sprain yep. that he would be re reevaluated in eight to ten weeks. Now you don't reevaluate someone in eight to ten weeks if you don't think they're going to be able to play for seven months. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that just doesn't add up. So from that point, it was just like, okay, it's been 10 weeks. All right. It's been 12 weeks. All right. It's been four months since Jonathan has played. Okay. Now we're talking about getting back to basketball and it's been five, six months. And Jonathan is now just running on an anti-gravity treadmill. Like things just were not adding up. And now, now that this has happened, people are going to have so many questions. Fans are going to have so many questions on the way that the organization handled the injury, handled, you know, the the rehabilitation, handled bringing him back onto the floor, right? And at this point, like, I, I hate to say that, like, fans deserve this and, and, and fans deserve that. But at this point, like, I almost feel like, you know, because we we live and die with this team. Like, people that, that are, are watching the, the stream right now, the way that you're feeling, the way that we're all feel, feeling – it's because we literally, like, we live, we breathe, and we die by this team. We, we care that much. We care that much about the team, and a lot of us care that much personally about Jonathan Isaac. And we'll, we'll talk more about Jonathan Isaac, the person, in a little bit. But at this point, like, I, I just feel like the, the organization needs to come out and be like, all right, so this is terrible what's happened. We want to lay it out for everybody so everyone can understand what has happened. This was the initial injury with Jonathan Isaac. Here are the specifics of that. Um... I want to know, was surgery an option? Was surgery not an option? If it was an option, why did they decide not to go with surgery? What, you know, kind of what were the pros and cons of that? And then what did Jonathan's rehab program look like, right? What was the timeline on everything? And then why was the decision made that he was able to play? So at that point, at this point, like I just have so many questions, you know, from the organization as far as, you know, how this was handled. Like, if, if this was a, a legitimate possibility that he could re-aggravate it or that, um, you know, if, if that injury wasn't completely rehabilitated, that there was a, you know, increased risk of him having a significant injury like this, then, like, you know, this has just been completely mishandled. The, the Magic have been so careful with Jonathan. I don't think that is, you know, accurate, but the speculation now is just going to be out of control. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, we're not going to have answers um, about what it means for, for J.I. at all. Um, so, I mean, it it, it sucks. Um, unfortunately, we still have to play the rest of these games. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, hopefully we can hang in the playoffs um, and get a, get a, f- a couple games. But I don't know. I'm not, not super optimistic at this point. 
Yeah, definitely not. Like I said, I I completely expect you know Jonathan to be done for the for the rest of this season, probably for the rest of next season, and then like it just it just sucks because like what were we saying this entire like this entire season like oh man if we had Chuma like this would just be like awesome he could fill like this huge you know hole. Then the second half of this season was oh well what if we had Jonathan. And now next season, you know, we think we're going to have Chuma, but the entire time we're going to be like, man, what if we had Jonathan? Yeah. Right. There's, so there's just so many question marks, man. And I mean, I don't know. Like, like we said, this, this episode is, you know, not what we expected. Um, and we're just kind of waiting like everybody else to see what's to come. Um, I mean, there's really not much else to really touch on because yeah, this is there's not much it, else to say in regards to the injury. Is, no, and I mean, you could get in and talk basketball all day, but the honest truth is, is like, it, it's the least important thing. Yeah, that's it, going it, on right now. It doesn't really like even if you were talking Magic basketball, like the results of the last two games mean nothing in comparison to what possibly just happened with Jonathan. Yeah, that's the that's the craziest thing it's just we don't we don't know there's no answers we don't know what it means we don't know how long he'll be out I mean and unfortunately I I'm not going to trust Orlando with any reports that they give us in terms of a timetable I did just like right we can't seem to get a straight answer out of them and and we kind of jokingly said that last week you know, on the podcast when it was announced that Jonathan was coming back for, you know, the final scrimmage, like we we're like, we, we're just not going to trust the front office as far as, you know, you know, like the injury reporting. And now like that has just taken on a completely different life, right? Like yeah. how do like, how, like if you're willing to risk, like outside of this being a freak thing that happened, which just like the odds of that right now is just like, given his injury history the last seven months, it doesn't seem likely that this is a freak incident. Like, how are we supposed to trust you with like our, like literally the future of the franchise? How are we supposed to like, listen to what you guys are saying? If, if like, if they're not being transparent and coming out and tell us exactly what happened and what is going on, like if they're going to keep everything hush hush behind closed doors still, it's like, what are we doing here? Yeah. That, to me, that would be a, a serious slap in the face to Magic fans. Yeah, but unfortunately, I think that's what we see. I think we just see, you know, the organization just kind of keep it. Yeah, keep it under wraps. Um, what you what you see with the organization is what you get as a, as a fan. Um, I mean, it it, it it it's just all it is. Well, I, I knew that this was going to be, you know, an emotional podcast for me one way or the other. Um, you know, it, it, it rarely was going to have to do with J.I., um, you know, one way or the other. Obviously, I never saw this, you know, coming to happen. But I feel like, you know, there's a lot of things that we're not talking about right now on the podcast, you know, mainly basketball specific because it just doesn't seem important. But given, you know, what has happened to Jonathan and just the way that, you know, way too many people are reacting to that, Luke, I, I just I feel like we still need to have the conversation. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, I'm sure you guys have seen it. You're all watching this. You've you've been searching for any Jonathan Isaac news you could find since it happened. Um, you've seen reporters like Mike Bianchi put out just outlandish things. Gross. Um, and, and how he phrases it. And, you know, for those of you that don't know, he just tweeted out something saying, um, Jonathan Isaac tore his ACL, um, who was also the first bit basketball player to not kneel during the national anthem. It's just like, why are we paralleling that? Um, you obviously are trying to connect the dots for people. And like now that you, you know, people see that maybe you get a rise out of them. Maybe you get more views. Maybe your show gets more listens. Um, and it's, it is pretty gross. Um, and then even grosser, I think is, um, just the people who are typing on their phones or keyboards, um, saying things on posts like um you know this is what you get this is karma karma doesn't miss people that are celebrating people that are celebrating and just like hashtag black lives matter like man i don't know what else you want from him you know being the fact that taylor rooks asked him point blank period do you believe black lives matter and he said oh of course absolutely like i don't know how specific i need to get for you guys but obviously he knows and thinks that black lives matter so um just these these ridiculous things that people don't do their research. They don't care. They'd rather spend their time hating. Unfortunately, that's what social media is. Um, as a whole is just a place where people can, you know, it's just a bunch of idiots with a microphone. Um, and unfortunately that's where everybody, everybody basically has their own talk show when they have social media and some have a better talk show than others. Um, a lot of y'all are absolutely ridiculous, um, loved and are fueled off of hate. Um, something that Jonathan Isaac is definitely not fueled off of. Um, it, it, he's definitely not fueled off of hate. And a lot of you guys are, and obviously not talking to everybody, you know, listening to the podcast, but who knows, like who knows who falls into that category? I don't know what, uh, which one of you guys, you know, search podcasts. If you're in the offended morning. by what Luke is saying right now, that's probably you. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is like, you know, some of you guys might've searched Jonathan Isaac or JI in your iTunes this morning. And, you know, when you guys hear this podcast, um, on record, um, and maybe it's because you're celebrating something like this. Maybe you're looking to get a rise out of us and, you know, congratulations, you got it. Like I'll, I, I will gladly, you know, give you guys a rise out of something so stupid like this. Um, if you guys think JI is a bad person, um, and you're making comments like that, you are a hundred times worse than J.I. will ever be. Um, and it, it it sucks, man. It sucks for that those people exist, that they would do stuff like that. Um, kind of speaks to our country as a whole um, and to this world as a whole, um, how many holes that we have as a, as, a, as a country especially, and just how much we love to hate, how much we love to gossip, and how much we love uh, to tear others down and disagree and we live for arguments. Um, you know, I, I think it's just, you know, you guys need to understand, like, this is a guy's future. This is a young guy's future. Um, and you know, it's, it's not necessary. Um, and you know, you, you guys know, you guys know, and you know, maybe you're just insecure and that's all it is, but man, like it it sucks to see a guy like J.I. take that kind of heat. Yeah, and and what somebody just kind of um, you know, alluded to in the in the Twitch chat here is, and, and just kind of what has been on my mind and what has been on my heart, you know, leading up to today and you know before the game and you know Jonathan again decided today that he was not going to kneel, you know, during the the anthem when 
literally everyone else was was kneeling and again he did not wear the the black lives matter t-shirt he was wearing um the 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 gray magic um you know shooting the warm-up shirt right and kind of just what has been on my heart luke is just you know seeing people that that didn't like didn't get it right and Mm -hmm. uh i feel like people are you know misconstruing what jonathan isaac did or or what he said to try to fit the agenda that they're looking for him to to fill whether that be people that are trying to hate on him saying that he's anti black lives matter or that he's anti equality or he's pro racism or the other people on the other side who are saying Jonathan Isaac didn't kneel for the because he loves his country because he's a great patriot he's a great american that he that he stands for the the anthem he stands for the flag both of those could not be further from the truth, right? Jonathan Isaac, right after the game, took the heat from all the reporters, everybody. He, he knew what was coming, right? And he explained to them that, first of all, I don't believe that kneeling and wearing a Black Lives Matter t-shirt go hand in hand with supporting black lives. Now, does, that, does he mean that kneeling and wearing the t-shirt means that like you're not supporting black lives. No, he knows that those guys are doing that in support of that. First of all, he's not vilifying anybody for kneeling and wearing that t-shirt. What Jonathan was saying was that just because I'm not kneeling and and not wearing a t-shirt doesn't mean that I support black lives. On the other hand, just because you do those things, that doesn't also mean that you do support black lives. There's going to be a lot of people kneeling and wearing that t-shirt that that might be the only thing that they do, right? And yeah. to each their own. I'm not casting judgment on anyone. But let's just be very clear about what Jonathan Isaac said. The next thing that he said was that he felt it necessary to take a stand to point out the fact that there are a lot of problems in our world. Yeah. Being a Christian, and, and, and I'm not trying to, to turn this into a, a, a podcast about our religion. You know, Luke and I have... have discuss our religion on the podcast plenty you know plenty of times before we don't hide it it's part of who we are so we would be doing ourselves a disservice if we did not bring that up when it is appropriate and i feel like at this time it's appropriate right if you're a christian you believe that racism theft murder you know hating people for any reason whether it be the color of their skin their politics their sexual orientation any of that hating someone for any of those reasons there's just no reason for it as a Christian, we are called to love everyone the same way that we love ourselves. That is a, a direct commandment from Jesus Christ, who we believe to be our Savior. Okay? The issue that all of those things fall underneath is what we call sin, which is a direct separation from human beings and God, who we believe to be our Creator. Okay? Racism is just one of the things that falls underneath the umbrella of sin. With the presence of sin, we cannot be in the presence of God, right? So what Jonathan was trying to draw attention to is that if you have Jesus Christ in your life, he is essentially the cure-all for all of these issues that we have. And if we have a true relationship with our creator, with God, with Jesus Christ, that that would solve all of these problems that we have. So I say all of that just to say this. It's as simple as this. Jonathan was not taking a stand against Black Lives Matter or against kneeling or against, you know, wearing the T-shirt. 
he did something to draw attention to something else. And that that's that's really all, all that I've got to say about that. That's what has been on my mind constantly and and to now people you know, Luke, you, you just you just hit a home run when it when it came to talking about the way that people are reacting to this. To see people react that way because of this like misconception they have about what Jonathan was trying to do is just disgusting. And do you want to know how I know that I, that I'm right, Luke? And I hate to be the guy like, oh, I I know I'm right. You're all wrong. But look at the way that his teammates and and his coach are are rallying around him even before the injury. Yeah. Steve Clifford saying the organization is completely behind him. The way Ken Birch was he, he didn't he didn't say anything about Jonathan kneeling or, or Jonathan standing or anything like that after practice yesterday, but was just beaming talking about the type of player and teammate that Jonathan Isaac is. Yeah. DJ Augustine talking about the type of person that, that Jonathan Isaac is. During during the scrimmage against the Nuggets, the way that the entire bench was reacting to Jonathan Isaac, like like Aaron Gordon tonight after the game, the way that he's talking about Jonathan Isaac, the type of person, the type of man, the type of teammate that Jonathan Isaac is, you cannot tell me that his teammates are not standing with him and respecting his decision. Yeah, and I, I think that that speaks to kind of, um, I, I guess, perspective. Um, you know, w- these guys being teammates with them. We saw it with Myers Leonard standing during the anthem. Uh, Jimmy Butler putting his arm around uh, Myers Leonard's leg, um, kind of in support, saying, like, I'm with you. Um, I'm down here. You're up there. And I'm I'm still with you. I understand. I see you. I get it. Um, and, you know, that's the thing about all this. We all offer our own perspective. Myers Leonard said he was standing uh, because – for him, the anthem means and the flag means um, my brother served in the military, blah, 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 all that. Um, that's what that means for Myers Leonard. For the guys that are kneeling and wearing Black Lives Matter shirts and, and, and to that regard, they're doing it because of inequality that they themselves have experienced. They've seen um, you know, their brothers and sisters experience it as well because of their skin color. There are so many different perspectives that are offered through this, Jonathan, and I can't help but know that they're supporting their teammate because that is their brother. That is someone that they that they love, um, that they have the utmost respect for, um, and I can't help but think that people would be just a little bit different with how they handled Jonathan Isaac's situation and Myers Leonard's situation if they knew them as people, if right. they were friends with them, if they were brothers with them. It is just like someone in your family. Right. That if they have a different opinion than you, I would hope that you would love them and that you would have empathy and that you would understand why they have the view that they do or try to understand. And guess what? Even if you don't understand, you can love them regardless of your difference of opinions. And I think that is the biggest thing that America needs to learn is you just have to, to, to love people and respect their opinions and respect them as people. They, you are no better than them. And and I think that's something that people just need to understand. I think that's something that um, if there is one thing we can take out of this whole pandemic between the stances on is COVID real, uh, COVID is real, or, you know, uh, do do Black Lives Matter, or do am I going to stand for this? Am I going to stand during the anthem? Am I going to kneel during the anthem? Like, 
luckily for a lot of you guys and for us especially we know this we're never going to be athletes that actually have to make that decision to stand during the anthem or kneel during the anthem but guess what regardless of what i would do during that situation what jonathan would do during that situation that's my brother and i'm gonna love him and i don't care what you know what that what that looks like and and what he decides um you know those are those are just that that's the facts like that that's all that is is just when you really know someone if you love them as you know you say you do you you learn and you lean to what to understand you lean in to to listen and not to speak and cause controversy so um you know i i think that that probably wraps up kind of my take on the entire thing and what i've been thinking of these past few days as i've you know thought before i've spoke um in any regard you you stand during the anthem that's great i'm sure you have a great reason i'm sure you don't hate people you kneel during the anthem that's great i understand i get it i don't i don't i haven't lived the life you have i but i am educating myself and i'm getting better in that area so um regardless of what you just decide to do as a professional athlete um i i'm i'm here to say that i understand it and and i get it and you know i i respect all of those those opinions and 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 what they do and what their actions are i i really don't think i can put it any better than that luke you know i i also think that that paul george um you know spoke really eloquently last night after the Clippers game um, in his you know interview he was being asked about you know the the platform that they're using to try to promote this message and and unprompted you know he brought up Jonathan Isaac he says you know I I commend you know Jonathan Isaac for the stand that he took um, you know he's not wrong he said nobody's wrong he said that's really the the most beautiful thing about this is that you know people are able to to have you know different voices and, and speak their own opinion and um, you know, not to, to turn this into, you know, us, us preaching and, or anything like that, trying to make people feel bad about themselves. That's not the, the goal of this, but it, it's just really discouraging, Luke, to look around, you know, our, our country. And obviously most of what we see comes from social media, but just to see that there, there's no room to, to be different from people anymore. Like it's either I agree with you and I love you, or I disagree with you and I hate you. And there, I just feel like as a society, we just can't operate that way. There's, there's not a true path forward. You know, we, we say we want peace and we want equality and, and we all just want to be able to live our lives the way that we feel we want to, or the, the way that we feel, um, the way we believe that we should. And, and we just kind of want to be, um, you know, accepted and we want to be tolerant of other people's beliefs. But all of that is a, a two way street. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If you're a Democrat or you're a Republican or or you're black or you're white, if if you claim that you want respect, you have to give it first. If you want to be if you want people to be tolerant of you, you have to be tolerant of them first. And that goes both ways. Like intolerance, either direction is it's just not okay. This this, you know, just unwavering hate just both ways. There's there's just no room for it anymore. And it's just so discouraging and, and, and so, you know, disheartening every single day to see that, you know, we can't have different beliefs and different values without hating each other anymore. Yeah. And, and we're never going to get anywhere that way. And I'll probably leave it with this. I know I said I was done, but, you know, as most people who know me know, I'm never done <laughs> talking. So, um, no, but the the thing is, is um, another thing that I've learned 
um, because I feel like I've learned a lot uh, in this last few months since everything's happened. Um, people love to flaunt their freedom until someone decides to do something that goes against something they believe when exercising their freedom without breaking the law. If you're getting mad and worked up about somebody kneeling for the national anthem, you just don't get it. Like you, you don't understand and you don't believe in freedom. If you are, it's one thing to say, you know what, man, I just, I just can't, I don't understand. I, I, I don't really get it. Um, but I respect, you know, their decision. If you can't bring yourself to say, I respect their decision, then man, you really don't like freedom that much. You don't care unless it fits your freedom and it fits your agenda and it fits what you want to do. Man, if you, if you can't get behind that, if you can't get behind freedom, that's what makes this country. That is one of the things that does make this country great is that people can kneel during the anthem, do whatever they want. They're not getting arrested. You can say all the hurtful things you want. doesn't matter. Someone stands, they're not getting arrested. You can say all the hurtful things you want. It literally does not matter. Like, in the eyes of the law, they are fine. So if you you flaunt freedom and you flaunt being patriotic, man, that is one of the things that makes America what it is. Freedom. And, like, that, that's, that's, that's point blank period. That's what that is. And if you, if you can't get with it, then you, you don't need to be here. Like you tell people to leave when they have some opinion, I'll just leave this country then. No, man, if you don't support everybody's free rights to, to do that and their freedoms in this country, then, then you can leave. The last thing that, that I'll, I'll really say, and just cause you know, I'm, I'm not usually the type of guy to have these, this kind of discourse on social media, because I I don't think it, it really gets anywhere. And there are a few people that I've you know, had conversations with like off of the platform intentionally just so that we can, you know, communicate kind of, you know, face to face, if you will. And just so that they can kind of hear me a little bit better. Um, but just all the conversations that I've had, you know, a couple of the things that I've heard is that, um, you know, he, he should have done it a different way or he should have done it a, a different time, you know, and, and I, I can't help but feel the, the parallels to that's that's what I was saying about Colin Kaepernick, mm-hmm. you know, two, three years ago. That's what people yeah. were getting so upset about people saying about Colin Kaepernick two, three years ago. And and just like you, Luke, you know, I've I've kind of come to the, the feeling that that's what makes this country great is is freedom to, to protest, to peacefully protest in yeah. the way that you see fit. Right. Right. Now, can I can I sit here and tell you that I that I would ever kneel during the anthem? I, I just don't know, man. I've never been put in that position. I'm going to be 100% with you. Yeah. What I can tell you is that I do support black lives. They do matter. I do believe in equality. I I do believe that, you know, the the police shouldn't have the ability to to just, you know, kill whoever they want in in whatever situation. Now, do I support law enforcement 100,000%? I know plenty of 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 brothers of mine of of good friends that are good cops right there are good cops contrary to what some people think but at the same time there are circumstances where just things are are wrong where, where a cop makes a mistake or or goes a step too far and things like that need to change a hundred percent but at the same time you can't have a double standard where it's okay for Kaepernick to kneel 
but it's not okay for Jonathan to stand, especially when Jonathan walks the walk when it comes to supporting black lives and supporting black families and, and doing great things in the community for black families. Like that guy is actually doing the work. Yeah. And th- the last thing that I'll say really, um, as it pertains to the, to the Myers Leonard, you know, conversation, I had a, another conversation about that today about how, um, it's just complete BS, you know, that, that, he is, you know, standing behind, you know, the military or whatever, you know, the reason is for him not to stand. And, and I don't agree with that. Everyone is going to have their own reasons yeah. as long as he is still in support of equality and he does believe that black lives matter. It, it, to me, it doesn't matter if you stand or if you kneel. Yeah. And if it all tell me that you support black lives and you, you support equality and you believe in equality. That's that's as far as the conversation needs to be. Yeah, and I mean I touched on it already, but that the anthem means different things to different people, man. Like if if the if a, if a song, if you tie a song of a country to people that served in the military that were in your family or just the people that served in general, that's great. If if you tie it to oppression and what this country was founded on and, you know, and and that the, the fact that there were slaves Really not too long ago, guys. Um, and, and that anthem, you know, was done um, around those times and right after those times. Like, they, if, if the if the anthem reminds you of your country, I, it's going to look different to all different people. It, that that song is going to is going to symbolize something for different for for everybody on on each side. So they, we don't we don't need to put it in a box. Like if it if it talks about this country, man, then you better air out everything about this country, and and understand that this country is not perfect. It got a lot of great things about it. There's a lot of messed up things too. So, yeah, the country's not perfect. I still think it's the greatest country in the world. I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. But we mm-hmm. we can't pretend like everything's you know perfect and and we do everything right. You know, we should always as a society, like being like we should always be trying to make progress and to make this a, a better you know country for everyone to live in that's just what we should all all be doing all the time but that's yeah. about as much as i have to say about everything that we've said tonight um really outside of that i've I've got that off my chest and now my my heart and my mind just goes back to jonathan isaac um you know about 45 50 minutes ago i think we got word that um he was headed to the mri an mri really only takes about you know 30 40 minutes so I think we should, you know, probably be hearing, you know, anytime now, you know, what's going on with Jonathan. But Luke and I definitely, and I know all the Magic fans out there, we all wish the best for Jonathan. We hope that it's nothing and that we'll see him back in a, in a Magic uniform before we know it. Absolutely. All right. Anything else, Luke? No, I think we're good. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to the Six Man Show. We know this uh, wasn't the, the most uplifting episode, but we appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, we'll be back next Monday. Thank you guys all so much. Catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Six Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. Please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It would really help us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Six Man Show and like us on Facebook. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic!